for teachers? Yeah! Are you ready to fight for health care? Yeah! Are you ready to fight for working families? Yeah! Are you ready to beat that better? The past few days have been extremely crazy, but also incredibly significant for the state of Kentucky. Tuesday night in the general election, Kentucky elected Democrat Attorney General Andy Bashir over incumbent Governor Matt Bevan in an otherwise straight Republican ticket. But things have not been so cut and dry. At the Herald, we've been able to do some really extensive reporting on the election and the days leading into it. And there are two things we found most significant. The race was very, very close, and it remained close throughout the entire night. Bashir was able to finish on top, gaining just over 5,000 votes more than Bevan. The second thing is the national tension and implications woven into this governor election. This is the Top of the Week podcast. I'm Laurel Deppin. And I'm Rebecca Alvey. This is the Top Story. So, Laurel, you were able to attend Bashir's campaign events the day before the election and election night. Can you tell me a little bit about what that was like and what attendees were saying? Monday night when Bevan and Trump were campaigning together in Lexington, Bashir was on a bus tour where he went through western Kentucky and the southern parts of Kentucky. Um, He knocked on the millionth door that his campaign had knocked on. Hmm. Um, And so he referenced that. Um, I caught his stop in Franklin, Kentucky. And before he got there, I was mingling and talking to folks like about what issues were most important to them. And almost everyone said education. Um, I met a very interesting woman who said that she had been a Republican for 53 years, but she was there in in the town's Democratic headquarters campaigning, not just like she wasn't just voting for Bashir. She was campaigning for Bashir. And she had a sticker on that said, I'm an education voter. And almost everyone in that place had either, you know, like a Team Kentucky sticker or a I'm an education voter sticker and there were a lot of public employees there too like people who were um it's simpson county the people who worked for simpson county and they all mentioned pensions a lot of them mentioned health care um that's kind of the general consensus of every andy Bashir supporter that i spoke with not only there in franklin kentucky but also in louisville the night of the election at his election night watch party Everyone was talking about education. They were talking about health care and they were talking about pensions. And that's kind of what Bashir talked about, too. He was always saying, you know, we opened the podcast with, are you ready to fight for health care? Are you ready to fight for teachers? And during his victory speech, um, he said public education is going to be his administration's top priority. Now, kind of going off that victory speech, what people kind of around the nation and especially in the state are still confused about is um, what happened after that acceptance speech. This is a close, close race. We are not conceding this race. We want the process to be followed, and there is a process. We know for a fact that there have been more than a few irregularities. They are very well corroborated, and that's all right. What they are exactly, how many, which ones, and what effect, if any, they have will be determined according to law that's well established. Laurel, just to start, is this common? Um, in a way, yes, it is common. Because the race was so close, everyone could expect 
that there would be calls for either a recanvassing or a recount. And if you're unfamiliar, a recanvassing is much easier than what a recount is. A recanvassing, um, you go into each precinct and then check all of the math essentially is what that is um, a recount is a little bit more labor intensive and more and more money goes into it so a recanvassing wouldn't really be uncommon for this situation because it was so close and the um, the incumbent governor and the attorney general were pretty much neck and neck the entire night um, they stayed at 49 percent each for a very long time um, but there towards the end Bashir came out ahead and uh, became and the Secretary of State of Kentucky announced that he was the governor elect. But also, Bevan being Bevan, it's really not surprising that he reacted in this way. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest dif- I think it's important to note the biggest difference between Bevan and Bashir is that Bevan ran his campaign focused on what was going on in the nation and appealing to Kentuckians who are Trump supporters. But Bashir kept his focus close to home. And in fact, he wouldn't even comment on the president or impeachment or anything like that when he was asked. It was just education, public pensions and health care. And that that difference was kind of on full display Monday night when Trump held a rally to endorse Bevin. So, Rebecca, you were at a Trump rally Monday night where the president endorsed the governor. I sure was. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about the rally and what the president said. So um, just to start off, um, this was kind of my first like big political rally. I'd seen some other smaller ones, but like there was really nothing like this. Um, Everyone that I spoke to afterwards and beforehand said that they are consistently brought back to Trump rallies because... It's electrifying. It's energetic. It's a place to be around people who think like you um, kind of without shame. And so when I say people were going crazy the entire rally, they they really, really were like you could tell the enthusiasm in the room. Um, And the president definitely touched on his kind of like typical topics. So borders, the media, China, the impeachment inquiry. Um, kind of his big hits. Um, but the overarching message was pretty clear throughout his hour and a half speech. You will vote to reject the Democrats' extremism, socialism, and corruption, and you will vote to reelect Kentucky Governor Matt Bevin. So the president was in Kentucky that night, the night before an election, to energize supporters to vote for Bevin and to vote a straight Republican ticket. And so he told the audience, he told the audience Bashir was out to ruin Kentucky values. He was a socialist. He was going to take away the Second Amendment and create a sanctuary state. He brought out essentially all of Kentucky's rock star Republicans, like Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Senator Rand Paul, and the new Attorney General-elect Daniel Cameron. Um, And each of them kind of reiterated what the president said, 
and just took a few minutes to hype up the Republican Party. <laughs> um, and what I found really interesting, though, was um, the president, the governor, all these politicians were not really focusing on state issues um, like education, um, which was so instrumental, instrumental, like you said, in Bashir's campaign. They were talking about national issues that Trump deals with regularly. To kind of repeat what you said earlier, this has been an election where one candidate really invoked national politics and the president. Um, before the, the rally, I spoke with a political science professor here at WKU who said um, a president having a relationship with a local candidate is not unique, but the magnitude and extent to which Bevan and Trump have a relationship is pretty different. Um, he, like many others, saw the rally as um, Bevan trying to get a push in the polls through this huge, extravagant Trump endorsement. And after speaking with supporters there at the rally, you could tell it worked, at least for some. So, um, supporters were primarily there for Trump, but some were also there for Bevan. Um, kind of one woman that I spoke to, um, it was interesting, she said, she was not a big fan of Bevan at first, um, didn't like some of his policies at first, but after seeing his relationship with Trump and going to rallies like this, her support and approval of Bevan had gone up. And the other interesting thing to happen was kind of watching the national implications. So big publications were there at the rally um, and have been really closely watching this race. And now they're trying to make assumptions about what Bevan losing... Um, could mean for other national Republicans like Mitch McConnell and Trump. From what I've gathered, the Republican Party is still strong in Kentucky. Other candidates Trump supported, even during the rally, um, completely sailed through their elections, winning by a large margin. And the governor's election was not a huge landslide victory for Bashir. Um, the political science professor I mentioned before said that if Bevan lost, it would not be reflective of Trump. And you can see that looking through the numbers of how voters turned out and what way they voted. It's still interesting and, and you could still maybe draw connections, but it's hard to say this election could be used as a predictor. Definitely. And all, of course, now this all begs the question of what happens next. The Associated Press has not confirmed that the election is called for Bashir because... Um, Matt Bevan didn't concede. Legally, he doesn't have to give a concession speech or anything like that for the election to be certified. But he did on Wednesday call for a recanvassing, which he submitted to the Kentucky Secretary of State, Allison Lundergan Grimes, to which she said the state would would conduct that recanvassing on Thursday, November 14th. I guess to summarize it, this has been a crazy few days for us over at the Herald and I'm sure for many of you voters and listeners out there. Um, if you're confused, we're we confused too. too. <laughs> but we're trying to make it as clear as possible. This has been a Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7. Until next Wednesday, have a great week.